Madame Pompomousse and Her Incredible Edibles, Chapter 5. Back at the Squealing Pig restaurant, everyone was smiling. Monsieur Lard was patrolling the kitchen and the preparations for the evening were being supervised to the last detail. He had follow, followed Madame Pompomousse's instructions and served the strangely coloured paste, unaccompanied except by bread. But he could not resist putting a small pig's ear garnish beside it on every plate. Ever since the night of the sea serpent pâté, Monsieur Lard had been watching Madeleine suspiciously. She had, of course, been the one responsible for his strange turn of fortunes, but to Monsieur Lard this made her dangerous. Because she knew he was a fraud, that he was serving someone else's cooking and pretending it was his own. It was now strictly forbidden for anyone to speak to Madeline. As a result, a strange cloud of suspicion formed around her, and it wasn't just Monsieur Lard, but the whole staff who began treating her differently. People avoided speaking to her. Waiters would no longer stack their dishes, but would dump them straight into the sink, splashing her with greasy water. And when it came time for the staff meal, she found herself mysteriously left out. It was only her friend, the head chef, who, at immense personal risk, made sure that she was fed. Outside the restaurant, a great queue of people had formed along the riverbank. The mood was that of a street party, the evening air buzzing with excited chatter. News of the food critic Monsieur Languestine's arrival had spread quickly throughout Paris, and there was a great burst of applause as a black limousine pulled up and the chauffeur got out to open the passenger door to reveal Monsieur Languestine dressed in his customary black. Two of Lard's waiters escorted the critic into into the restaurant to his table, and as soon as he was seated, glasses of pink champagne and pink jewel-encrusted plates bearing Madame Pompelmousse's delicacy were brought out and served to everyone. The diners were still chatting away and drinking wine when they first tasted it, and then they all fell silent. The crowds of people queuing up around the corner became silent as well, surprised by this sudden eerie hush for each and every one of the diners had stopped talking at the same instant and were now gazing into the distance with a strange look on their faces. In the kitchen, they also all ceased what they were doing and went out to look. People passing in the nearby streets stopped to stare to see what everyone else was staring at, and they too fell silent. Cars driving past came to a halt as drivers got out to find out what was going on, and soon the entire city of Paris had stopped still and was waiting to see what would happen. And for a long t time, you could hear nothing but the sound of the wind rustling in the trees. But then, a grand old chef, who was dining at the restaurant, and was 115 years old, stopped chewing, swallowed, and stood up. Ah, yes, he said. Now I finally understand. And then he sat down again, and died immediately, but with a great look of joy across his face. And then all the diners began to cheer as one. People were laughing, singing, dancing, some wept. Others proposed marriage to her, whoever was sat next to them. And from a balcony high above the rooftops, Camembert growled. 
he and Madame Pompamoose were sharing a bottle of rose petal wine. Monsieur Lard is a fat, thieving pig. Camembert spat out each word. He will become rich, he will become famous, and all because of you and your cooking. Madame Pompamoose smiled. Look down there, she said. Tonight, people are happy. They are laughing, singing. They feel anything is possible. And yes, it's because of my cooking. I'm happy for them. But to have the whole of Paris on my doorstep demanding more. She shrugged. It is not for me. Monsieur Lard can have the fame. He's welcome to it. I tell you what, said Camembert, scowling with his one eye. I'll kill him for you. Madame Pompamoose shook her head. It's no trouble, Camembert said. It would be my pleasure. There's no need, Camembert. Besides, she said, the recipe works in mysterious ways. You never know quite what might happen. Now be a good cat. And she waved him gently away. I want to enjoy the sunset in peace. So Camembert snarled and stalked off to a high rooftop where he was going to meet his girlfriend Chanterelle. She at least would show him some sympathy. <laughs>